Hey, I'm Steve Fallon. Thanks for listening. This episode is supported by The Podcast Host. They have everything you need to get up and running. And if you use the promo code freelance, you'll get 10% off. Check them out via beingfreelance.com. Thanks to them. Right now, let's find out what it's like being freelance for social media consultant Pippa Akram. Sure, I could do more, but I have to constantly keep myself in check because I have to remind myself why I set this business up which was to fit around the kids so that I can pick them up at 3.30 and give them my attention and then off to bed and then work. I hate it, but I have turned business down because I have to keep that balance in my mind as to why I do this. It's a great tool for businesses to do any kind of local tweet chat hour because obviously the more social you are and the less in your face about what you do you are, which is really the whole essence of social media anyway, people will remember you. Yes, welcome, 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 welcome. I uh, hope you are well. Uh, don't forget, you can now get the live episode where I did this at the New Media Europe conference in London back in June. It was a live version of the podcast. Go check it out, beingfreelance.com. It's only on the website. It's not on iTunes or whatever. It's it's only available at the website, beingfreelance.com. But yeah, hope you're having a good week. We've got Pippa coming up in a moment. And I should say, Pippa is the first freelancer I've spoken to, I think, from this county that I live in, this area of England called Hertfordshire, which is just north of London. Uh, You probably don't know. (laughs) Even people in neighbouring counties don't know where we are. But anyway, we're just north of London and that's where Pippa is. Now, we don't know each other, but I encountered her via uh, an online Twitter conversation sort of thing, like a a tweet chat. Is that the right word? Um, So that's how I encountered her and I was really intrigued by the way she was using Twitter to, to get work. Obviously, it's what she does with social media, but how she actually used it to get work. So we're going to touch upon that uh, amongst many other things as well. So uh, that's in a moment. Uh, don't forget, you can find us online since we're just talking about social stuff at Being Freelance on Twitter. And if you enjoy the podcast, give us a review. Go on, be a love on iTunes or wherever you else you might find it because it, it really does help us. Uh, spread the word of the show. Right, shut up, Fallon. Let's crack on and chat to freelance social media consultant Pippa Akram. Hey, Pippa. Hi, how you doing? I am well. So how about we get started hearing about how you got started being freelance? Okay, it's um, it's sort of a short and long story. Um, basically, a very long time ago, I used to be a teacher in Cornwall. Uh, then I went into recruitment in London. Then I had my first child. And I was like, right, that's it. Move out of London, move to Hitchin. Um, and I kind of um, needed a job to get out of the house one day a week sort of thing. So I took up an admin role in a local graphic design company. Um, just really, literally, to get me out of the house, give me some bit of sanity, give me some peace and quiet. Um, and um, at that time, sort of social media was just um, sort of making a start, if you like. I mean, when my first child was born... In 2007, Facebook was really, I think that's when I joined Facebook. Um, And then I made my Twitter account, I think it was 2008, but I didn't really do, it was my personal one, not the business one now, but I didn't really do anything with it. I wasn't really sure, didn't get it, wasn't sure how it worked sort of thing. But then about a year or so down the line, um, the kind of sort of company said, oh, you know, we we need you to... um, set up some social media channels. And I went, oh, yeah, that's no problem. I can do that. You know, not an issue at all. Um, And 
basically, I, I don't think that they had a Facebook page, but we didn't really look at that. It was more Twitter because that was up and running, so to speak. Um, and I just got basically addicted, completely addicted to Twitter. Um, so what was kind of, you know, my work focus was brought home and I was always on my phone, you know, tweeting away. And um, my husband said to me, you are obsessed. And I said, yeah, I think I might be slightly obsessed, basically. Um, and, and at the time, um, we were talking about um, childcare, you know, even one day a week, you know, nurseries are expensive. And I was thinking about the possibility of um, returning to teaching because obviously that would help with childcare issues in the holidays. But then the, uh, the more we thought about it, because we have no family around us, so it is literally my husband and I, um, we decided that actually, although the holidays would be fabulous, we would still have the whole issue of somebody to take the children to school and somebody to collect them, because my hours would obviously be slightly longer either side of the normal school day. And we were like, well, it's still a bit of a logistical nightmare, because by then I had two children, and it was just a bit like, you know, it's, it was just too much almost to think about, really. Mm. And it kind of defeated the object of, you know, why I would want to go back part time. Um, so then because I was still obsessed with Twitter, um, my husband sort of said to me, why don't you take this obsession and turn it into a business? He said, you clearly get Twitter. He said, you're always moaning about businesses who don't respond. You're always talking about businesses that seem to get it. Um, he said, you can, you know, from the fact that you, you say there are local businesses who, you know, you don't think are doing it as well as they could be. There's a need out there. Um, that it's still a very new thing. Why don't you go and t turn your obsession into business? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's quite a good idea. And he said to me, if you find a really good course to get you started, I'll pay for it. That was back in March 2012. And I came away thinking I knew everything. And in retrospect, it was such a very small tip of the iceberg at the time, but it was enough. Um, and I was, and, and that was it really. And that was, that's how I got started. Man, so I, I love the fact that it's it's like a passion, but also seeing the need and the fact that it then fits with your lifestyle. It so does. It fits completely around the kids, which is brilliant. So you get you work from home. Work from home. Um, so now they're both at school. It's it's even easier, basically, because you know they don't come home till. Um, we're home at 3.30, so I leave the house at 3. Um, so I get all day to work if I need it. Um, you know, I can go and do whatever else I need to do in the house. Um, and the, the only difficult points are some are holidays, especially the big six-week summer holiday. Um, but then I just tend to work. I mean, I do work a lot in the evenings anyway because I think a lot more people are on, t on in the evenings on social media. So I work evenings, I work through the day. Um, but yeah, the holidays are the biggest ones. And that's evenings, generally evenings only. So when the kids are home, I try, I, obviously social media comes in all the time 24-7 really so if something urgent comes in I will obviously respond because it will be for my clients that I'm looking after social media for um, but generally I find it fits much better around the children And is your um, focus you know when you started just now you said it was in, in your town Hitchin that you live you could see businesses not doing it right so is that what you went after local businesses and is that what you're doing now? Yeah, basically, yeah, basically that is my focus is is local business. I mean, I have travelled. I think the first I've ever travelled is up to Corby, which was a recommendation from somebody in the Hitchin area. Um, but generally, I try and keep it within sort of the hearts local business, small to medium businesses, because I'm one. Uh, so I understand kind of the pressures that that they're under. You know, I mean, some days there's not a lot going out on my Twitter because I'm busy doing other things for my clients. So I appreciate completely budgets, time constraints. So I've always wanted to focus on the small to medium businesses. So how, I mean, you mentioned a the recommendation there, but how did you f go about finding those first 
clients. Okay, well, I did have a bit of a lucky break because um, there was kind of sort of a, a two-prong lucky approach, if you like. Um, at, as, just as I had done my training course, one of my friends who has um, a business in Hitchin, she was not um, particularly happy with her social media management um, team. So she said to me, I'd basically like to hand it over to you and uh, for a free month. And I said, yeah, that's no problem. You can try me free for a month um, and we'll take it from there. And she was more than happy. So I think I did that for two years um, afterwards. And then the best bit was I um, had another sort of mummy friend like me who um, had a PR company and uh, she did a lot of work locally, but she had no social media expertise. And obviously it kind of falls under the PR marketing business strategy the things that she used to do, consulting workshops. So if anyone sort of said, I have a social media need, or she would recommend, you know, you need to think about social media, and she'd say, I can't do it, but I know a lady who can. And so I, I, I was very lucky. I had a lot of referral from her. And then obviously from dealing with those referrals, I then word of mouth recommendations. And, and so it really sort of went from there. Um, now I would say it's still very much recommendations, um, and word of mouth. Um, Hearts Hour has been really useful, which is the Monday um, Twitter hashtag tweet chat. Um, that's been very useful, again, in um, getting some work from there. And uh, I've done a few local presentations for sort of mummy networking groups. Um, and I do um, a quarterly networking event. No, I run it. I go to a quarterly networking event locally, which, again, has also brought me business. But that's, that, that was the first bit I, was, I had a lucky break, really to be honest. Yeah, kind of lucky. But it was because you, you, you're you telling people of your intentions, isn't it? Of, yeah. Of what you're doing. So you just mentioned Hearts Hour. So Because yeah. uh, the, the thing is, is that lots of um, counties or cities or towns or whatever seem mm. to have this kind of thing yeah, they go, do. going on. Uh, so, so maybe if people haven't come across that, you could kind of explain what that's like and, and, and how you kind of get stuck in, like how you use that to find work. Sure. Yeah. Well, Hearts Hour runs... Um, basically every Monday at eight o'clock to nine o'clock um, and it's run on Twitter because it is a tweet chat and really you just search on the hashtag uh, there is a at hearts hour Twitter account um, and you just get stuck in everyone's just chatting talking about their business trying to help each other people ask for recommendations you might be talking about the weather or the current political you know position that we're in it, it literally is as if there's a whole bunch of people in a room that you don't necessarily know but it's all virtual um, and and I think half, half, half of it is obviously fun because you're developing relationships and having a bit of chat and um, and then obviously the other half of it is but you are obviously explaining what you do um, and trying to help people out. And and from there, it's not an instantaneous thing, but I have to say probably a good six months down the line, I started to find um, people would, you know, would be coming to me and say, oh, I've, I've come across you on Hearts Hour or somebody mentioned that they chatted with you on Hearts Hour and kind of, you know, passed the details on that way. So I think it's a great, um, it's a great tool for businesses to do any kind of local um, tweet chat hour that, that there is. I mean, I, there are. There, there is a list. There is a link I have somewhere to all. Some, not I've not put it together, but somebody else has of all the tweet chats that they know exists. Not just by county, but by topic as well. Because there is um, there's wedding ones and craft ones, and oh, right, all, yeah. there's all sorts of ones basically. Parenting ones, you know. There, there is, and that's just the UK ones as well on this list. So I mean, across the world, there's probably thousands. So it's a great way for freelancers to to get in, but like definitely. So is there a, a a sort of method to it, I guess? It's a bit like you don't you wouldn't just walk into a networking 
room and go, hi, I do this. <laughs> Some people do, but no, you ideally, you kind of sort of tentatively go, hello. If it's your first time, it's hello. Uh, I'm new here. And then you'll find, you know, people go, hi, how are you? And honestly, it literally is, hi, how are you? We're a nice, friendly bunch. Tell us a bit about yourself. And, and as long as you're using the correct um, hashtag, which for this particular chat is hashtag hearts hour, then everybody should be able to, if they're, if they're searching on that hashtag, should be able to see your tweet and can join the conversation if they want to with you. So, so it's kind of like gradually people will click through to your profile and discover what you do. You're not necessarily yeah. talking about that no, work. No, 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 not at all. I mean, uh, the work, what I generally do is I um, sort of jump in and go, hi, it's me, I'm here this week, sort of thing, and just get chatting. And then probably halfway through or something, I'll say, oh, here's my latest blog post. And then, you know, a little bit later I'll do it. And, and don't forget, I do X, Y, and Z. But mainly I'm there just to chat to people. And if they have a question about social media, which doesn't come up every week, sometimes you're just, you know, chatting about all sorts. Um, but people will remember you because obviously the more social you are and the less in your face about what, what you do you are, which is really the whole essence of social media anyway, you'll probably find that people will um, warm to you more. In my personal opinion. Yeah. And I should put my hand up at this point and say, this is how I discovered Pippa was was through Hearts Hour. So we're both based in Hertfordshire, albeit on the different sides of the county. And also what, what I remember was that your Twitter handle is Social Pip. It is. Yeah? yeah. And and the fact that that brilliantly kind of just said what you did as a, you yeah. know, as a again, as a freelancer. You know, it's a bit like we had Jessica Draws on here was one of my guests once. And so you all automatically know she's an illustrator. It's kind of worth thinking about. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. You, you want to think about your name. I don't think actually I did at the time really think about it. I was like, oh, just, that's just what I'll call myself kind of thing. But actually, yeah, if you're setting out on Twitter, I would recommend that you think about the words that go within your hashtag, your hashtag go within your, your Twitter name. Yes. Yeah. And you can change that. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And another thing I noticed you do once was you... Um, you were like, oh, I'm thinking about writing a blog post about this. What would you, or what shall I do my next blog post about? Or, and it was a, a really clever way of, well, getting interaction, but also saying, hey, by the way, did you know I blog about this kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And also at the end of the day, I want to blog about things people want to read about because I'm here to help them. So there's no point in me blogging about something that I want to do if it's of no use. So yeah, wherever possible. I didn't always start that, but um, I didn't always do that, sorry. But I think I probably started that about a year or so ago, I started thinking, hang on a minute, you know, I'm writing this blog post, but actually what, what do the people want to know about? What are their burning questions? So, um, yes, I like to use um, the people who follow me and, and help them in whatever way I can. So, yeah, I, I do that as often as possible, ask them what they want to read about. When it actually comes to managing your your business, I guess, yeah. it, mostly your clients on retainers so that you're constantly um, working for them? Or? Yeah, but basically the majority of my business comes from social media management, which means I become their voice on um, whatever social media channels they want me to, to be on for them. Um, obviously with my guidance as to what ones I think they should be on. Um, but yeah, that's, that's generally the main bulk of my business. And then I do um, training. So I'd say probably on average I would have... Um, one to two training sessions a month. I mean, I could, I, I'm sure I could do more, but I have to constantly keep myself in check because I have to remind myself why I set this business up, which was to fit around the kids so that I can pick them up at 3.30 and give them my attention and then off to bed and then work. Um, I, I, ha I mean, I hate it, but I have turned business down because I have to keep that balance in my mind as to why I do this because if I said yeah 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 yeah, I'll do that I would have to be sending them to childcare, which would defeat the reason why I did what I did in the first place um 
so yeah, so I probably, yeah, main, main business to go back to the question is social media management. And then I do one to two training sessions um, a month on average, which is where people come to me. It's, it's tailored to what exactly what they need. It's not a generic, I will cover this in every single session with whatever it's, what do you need to know about? Do you have situations where people, uh, I guess, almost like want a first consultancy kind of thing? So it might be that they end up running their own social media, but they want your take on it. Like what would be the best thing for us to do? Um, yes, basically. I mean, I, try, I tend to try and say to people, though obviously I offer social media management, I, the best thing you can do is to keep your social media within the company because you are the authentic voice. You exactly know how you want to answer. You have the answers. Whereas if sometimes I find, you know, if I'm uh, so running some social media management, particularly if it's early days and I don't necessarily know everything about them, if the, something comes in that I don't have the immediate answer for, then I need to go back to them and then wait for them to come back to me. And then I have to, and you know, it, sometimes they're really good. And But the problem with social media is that everyone almost wants that instantaneous response, which is why if you can keep it within the company, that is, in my opinion, the, the absolutely the best thing to do. So if, if somebody comes to you in that situation, like how do you then price that? Like how do you, if, if you're effectively saying, well, I, I kind of think you should keep this work yourself rather than give it to me. Do you know what yeah, I mean? That's yeah. like, because it could be easy to think, okay, well, I'm going to spend an hour with you explaining this. So here's an hour of my time. Here's 50 quid. Here's 60 quid. Whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. Or you could say, well, here's an hour of my time, but actually what I'm doing is emptying my brain for you, everything yeah. I know. So actually that's worth 200 pounds or whatever. You know, it's like yeah. That. Now you put it like that. Perhaps I'm not charging enough, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if I am emptying my brain, um, yeah. I suppose, I mean, I have. Uh, I, I have. I think I have actually finally, four years later, got my pricing nearly right. I was definitely, um, definitely underselling myself for the first couple of years. I think probably because I didn't have enough confidence in what I did. I think everyone else did. Um, but that, you know, I think I was like, Oh, can I really charge these prices? Cause I'm literally only, you know, a couple of years old and, um, sort of thing. So I think I've just got my pricing just about right. Um, but yeah, there's probably still room for improvement really. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it so, my husband always says I'm underselling myself he says you should be charging this this and this and so much more um yeah that's, that's an interesting th- th- thing in itself like do you have a I mean is he like your business mentor or do, do you have pe- um, pe- pe- people that you you go to for that um do you know what that's actually one of the things because uh, one of the things I was thinking about was that um you know, if I, if I had my time, if I sort of could talk to myself before I was setting out on free, being a freelancer, it would be find yourself a mentor. Because the thing I think I've struggled with um, for quite a while, actually probably the first three years or so, was finding somebody that I trusted who does what I do to ask them those kind of questions like, you know, am I pricing myself right? You know, is, is X, Y, and Z, which I've just said to somebody, because that's what I passionately think is right. But is it right? Would you say the same? And if you wouldn't, why wouldn't you? And I really struggled because, you know, as a freelancer anyway, it can be quite lonely, as we know. Um, and then to have somebody, you know, or not to have somebody to bounce those ideas off, um, I, I sort of found quite difficult. So my husband, I mean, he works in London, and he'd be like, oh, you're, under, you're selling stuff, you should be charging this. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm dealing with a completely different clientele to what you're used to in London, you know. So I don't think what you're suggesting would work. And and then trying to sort of um, search on sort of, you know, Google to find other social media consultants and the pricing, that no, everyone keeps it really hidden. So I was really like, am I charging? And I, and I now, in retrospect, know that I, 
uh, although I was starting out, so yes, you would probably expect you know it to be um, a slightly sort of um, reduced rate. I was still ridiculously reduced, to be honest. Um, yeah. Answer. Okay, the first question was now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to hear. Okay, look, let me just remind you that this episode is supported by the podcast host. They can get you up and running with your own podcast if you've got an idea for one and it could be talking about your specialism or your niche it could be talking about a hobby or a passion or a community project whatever it might be it can help people get to know you it can show that you know your stuff it can expand your network if you're doing an interview based one there's there's many reasons why you might want to but if you've been putting it off because you're not really sure how to that's no real excuse because the podcast host can help you out they have courses they have mastermind groups they even have the technical ability to edit your podcast and help you publish it like actually publish it for you so check them out thepodcasthost.com there's a link via beingfreelance.com and if you use the promo code freelance you also get 10% off okay back to you though Pippa and you mentioned networking earlier yeah I'm not a prolific networker actually to be honest I think it's because I like networking more on social media especially Twitter um, and also again the whole time issue that I have you know if I'm at a networking event which costs x amount and takes up two hours of my time when I could actually be at home on my you know client social media utilizing that that time better then rather than doing it in the evening it was I was always trying to weigh up is it the best thing to do so I went to a few ad hoc type ones um, but within the last year I found a quarterly one in Hitchin which I actually really like I uh, possibly because it is every quarter not every month I don't know but um, it's, it just feels very professionally run um, it's, uh, I went to one where it was just like you know just come in and just have a chat and sort of thing whereas this one it's got um you know a timetable and kind of the same sort of things happen and you, and you know where you are and it will definitely finish at that time and, and I just kind of like maybe that's me I'm, I'm a bit of a routine person um so maybe that's why I like it but that's the one that I've been to in the last year and I will stick with you mentioned routine there I'm guessing you must have to be really organized if you're wearing so many hats like li- literal, like <laughs> you're pretending to be all of these different people, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And also, you know, I've got the mummy hat on as well and the housewife, well, apparently I'm a ha- rubbish housewife, but the housewife <laughs> hat as well, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, because um, each client's got different personas. Um, so, there's, so, yeah, there's my business, being a mum, being a rubbish housewife, and then there's my um, three other clients. And I only take three extra cl- cl- other clients on in terms of managing their social media because I... Just for me, I find it uh, would be on, on my own too much of um, not a muddle. Not a muddle is the wrong word, but just to try and keep your focus and keep those personas and the being organised. I think if I took any extra kind of clients on, then I would find it more of a struggle to keep that authenticity and to be organised and to do you know a good job of their social media for them, basically. So I yeah, I, I only do three. Three is my maximum number of clients. So you've had. Uh, times where you've had to turn people away yeah I hate doing that but yes yes I never turn training away um, because obviously that can fit in as you know as an around when we find a mutual date but um, in terms of social media management yes I've turned business away which sat, which people will be going what are you doing woman I know it but I, it, I, ha- I have to as I said earlier keep in mind why I set this up so yes I have to be a little bit ruthless and I hate doing it but I have turned business away yes have you been tempted at all to like outsource 
that social media management? Oh, this conversation comes up quite a lot at home. Um, yes and no. Yes, because obviously that way I wouldn't have to say no to work. Um, but no, because I think I'm too much of a control freak to let anybody else do do it, if you know what I mean. So, um, And then also you obviously get into the whole, uh, there's a whole other side to the business then really, which I'm not sure I'm prepared to go down quite now maybe when the maybe in a few years when the you know the kid I know the kids at school all day now but when they're older and far more self-sufficient and probably I barely see them because they're out with their friends and they've got clubs after school and stuff maybe I don't know um because to me that's a whole different ball game then yeah I love the way that you you have stayed true to why you did it in the first place like lifestyle wise because it can be tempting just to take work 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 and then you know bring daycare in and that's not why you did it but you mentioned holidays as being tricky Ugh. earlier. So, I mean, what does happen then? Um, and this isn't so much, this isn't like as in you taking a holiday as, you know, going away yeah, for no, a week no. or two, but during those school holidays. What do I do? Um, turn my hair out? No. <laughs> what do I do? Well, actually, this year hopefully will be um, easier because my husband has decided for the first time since I set up Social Pip to actually take a day a week off to um, take the kids and do whatever with them. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, prior to that, um, it would be, it would be, I'd have to pay for childcare, um, which at the cost it is, would sometimes be like, well, why am I actually, <laughs> you know, working through the holidays? If you're like, why am I doing this? Because I've just, you know, all the money I've just made has just gone on childcare. Um, but I mean, I've, it's been, it's, the last four years have been a real struggle with um, summer holidays because, I mean, like, a half term isn't too bad. Easter holidays is two weeks. You know, that's kind of manageable. But obviously summer holidays are five, six weeks. Um, so, I, 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 you know what, I, I just, I think I work later in the evenings. I work at weekends if I have to, which I don't normally do other than deal with a tweet or something that, or, you know, a comment that might come in on Facebook kind of thing. Um, my business goes to one side through the summer holidays I don't blog um I don't do any training um so I uh, so you know so I sort of all pick it back up for me again in September really so I suppose that's probably how I really deal with it is that my social pip side just goes quiet if you like so I'm on Twitter but I'll be tweeting about mummy things not really social media things to be honest and the evenings are then all my clients work and not me again so yeah I just go quiet yeah I'm still there but I'm not me (laughs) I'm in somebody else and then, and then that becomes difficult when you're like ignoring the husband or the wife. In my case, you know, it's yeah, like that yeah. whole. Yeah, I think he quite likes it though because he can go and watch whatever he wants football, <laughs> you know, without me going. Oh, you're watching football again. So I think actually he secretly quite likes it, <laughs> and he does work in the evenings a bit as well. So, you know, it's it's okay. Now I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about oh, yourself. Yes. Make two true, one a lie. Okay. Let me figure out the lie. What have you got for me? Okay, number one. I used to host a Davina McCall-style street mate show on a local radio station. <laughs> N- number two. I used to podium dance in a local nightclub on Saturday nights. Wow. Number three. I taught the singer James Morrison English. Wow. These are great facts. <laughs> James Morrison English. Now, I'm tempted to believe that's true because James Morrison, to my knowledge, hasn't had a song out for a long time. So that's like... Why would you pick James Morrison if that... He was really big for a while, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So why would you pick James Morrison if that wasn't true? Podium dance on a Saturday night. Street mate. 
How would the street mate? There was a summer radio station and I'd run out in the street, grab somebody and then grab whoever they liked and send them off for some food and then interview them later. Okay, that sounds like something that would have been on the radio. Podium dance on a set. So a regular podium, a- yeah. actual paid by the club or yeah. simply by the end of the night, it seemed like a good idea to get on the podium. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, if I wasn't being paid by the club, I would still be up there. No. Uh, yeah, no, every Saturday night, paid by the club, they had uh, like the dance floor downstairs. There was like a big screen behind and there was three of us and uh, you know, like a rail to keep, yeah. the, keep the hordes back. But yeah, every Saturday night. Oh, man. Okay. All of these are so utterly viable, but I'm going to say street mate isn't true. You're wrong. You're wrong. I did do the street mate thing and I did teach James Morrison English. I never danced oh. on a podium. <laughs> the, the way you described it with the um, three, you're a brilliant liar. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> it's all in the detail. The detail was there, so I believed it. Ah, oh, well done. Um, okay, well, uh, you kind of answered this question earlier, but maybe there's there's something else that you would have said to your younger self. Like, if, if you could say something to your younger self about being freelance, what would that be? Um, definitely believe in yourself more. Um, cause yeah, definitely believe in yourself more all the time not just at the beginning all the way through I think you've always got because obviously you're so on your own you've just got to have that belief I think and uh, there are moments where I'm like oh god I'm not sure about this am I really doing this should I be doing this um and yeah as I said earlier find I would say find yourself a mentor advisor or just somebody who you can talk to um that you can bounce your ideas around or check things out with and that I have one now and um it's very useful and and how did you find them yeah, I think I think it was on Twitter. I'd spotted her on LinkedIn. She was in the locality as she's based in Essex. Um, and then I think I found her on Twitter because obviously it's much more conversational on Twitter. And I think we just got tweeting um, and then suggested we met up for a coffee. Um, and we've actually only met for one coffee in the last year. We're due to meet, I think it's this week, actually. Yes, it's due, we're due to meet again this week. <laughs> um, but we're all, we're all Facebook friends now, so we're always messaging each other about things. Um, and, and yeah, so she's been great. I can ask her any question, which could be simple or, you know, a little bit more, um, perhaps intellectual, should we say, or, you know, something a bit more pressing, urgent, uh, highbrow. Um, and she's always there to give me some ideas because she's been doing what I do for longer. Yeah. So, so are you paying like, as no, in, no, no, it's just a friendship thing. Fr- that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And how, I mean, how have you found that? Do you feel like that's pushed you forward in any particular way or? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. And definitely, it's definitely given me more confidence in, in what I, in terms of knowing that my answers are, or my ideas are correct. Um, because there are times, especially because social media changes so much, there's always something new coming in, or a new idea, or a new app, you know, or, you mm. know, especially Facebook, things change on Facebook all the time. Um, and just sometimes I think, God, have I got that quite right? So I'll just do sort of like a check with her. Um, and then we'll bounce, and she might say, well, I'm not sure about that. I didn't see it that way. And, and even if she doesn't agree with me, just being able to bounce ideas, um, you know, and, and disagreements, if you like, between each other um, has definitely helped me feel more confident in my own opinions, even if they don't necessarily, you know, agree with hers, so to speak. Um, I think, yeah, actually, you know what? I know, I, I, what I think is right, because I can back it up with A, B and C. So, yeah, OK, you might think differently, but I think this sort of thing. Or, yeah, she's definitely been a massive help, massive help. 
Brilliant. Social Pip, it has been a pleasure chatting to you today. Thank you so Likewise. much. Thank uh, you, don't too. forget to go to beingfreelance.com and you can check out uh, links to what Pippa is up to. Go find her on Twitter and chat to her. And um, uh, do, do you reckon you've got that link to the hashtags of yes, conversations? Yes, I have. I've got it stored somewhere. Brilliant. In that case, if that's all right, maybe we can add that to the um, yeah. to the show notes as well. So, um, so you can get, because it, it definitely seems to be working for you that whole you know that twitter chat and mm-hmm. and you're right i love the idea of if you, i don't know if you were a wedding blogger going on there or wedding photographer approaching that kind of hashtag as well so yeah it's um yeah good one so go take a look beingfreelance.com and we'll put that there as well and join us on twitter at being freelance and don't forget to sign up for the newsletter there to boot um pippa thanks so much and all the best being freelance thank you thanks for having me good luck with those summer holidays oh cheers <laughs> <laughs> So there you are. Hope you enjoyed that. If you're new to being freelance, please do delve deeper into our back catalogue of guests because, well, you might have missed stuff like this. You want long-lasting business relationships. You don't want these one-off jobs. I think just having that mentality that was helpful for a freelancer to not rest on your laurels. If business is really good, then it's safe to assume that that could change. I worked at home for many, many years and then uh, we had a kid. So at that point, I found a studio and I couldn't believe what happened to my productivity. Literally probably get three or four times as much done in a day. Absolutely unbelievable. And I wish I'd done it years ago, actually. Yes, I need income. Yes, I need money to live. But what do I really love doing? Because what you'll find is that if you follow that and if you pursue that and if you put your time and effort into the stuff that you love, you will rise to the top as someone who's doing it really well. All those guests and more, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever it might be. And of course, you can find them all at beingfreelance.com. That's it for this one, though. Have a great week being freelance. Thank you.